0: All right, everybody, welcome to the May 5th edition of Cascadian Views. I've got Dan and JJ with me. How are you guys doing? Hello, hello. Doing well? Doing all right. All right. Uh, we had quite a bit of movement on the Russian investigation front this week, so I guess we'll we'll start with that. Uh, giuliani continued giuliani uh We covered that a little bit in last week, but he's at it again. In fact, just shortly before air, he went on... Fox News and basically made an ass of himself he uh, scheduled this interview at kind of the last minute um, and it is a show that the president uh, is known to watch he tweets about it rather frequently Uh, so there is some talk that he's basically auditioning for the boss right now uh, and nobody else really but Giuliani has not done much this week to uh, kind of better himself I've even seen uh, Max Boot who is a Kind of vaguely conservative national security pundit who I I quite like. He just released uh, a book not too long ago, so I've been keeping up with him. Uh, And he talks about how Giuliani is probably the Republican that's fallen the most, in his opinion, from being in Trump's orbit. But it seems to happen to all of them. And that, I think, is really what ties the Cohen and Giuliani bits together, is that they're both... Josh Marshall calls it the dignity wraith phenomenon, but they're they're both just sliding from really fairly high heights, at least for Giuliani. You know, he's America's mayor. Now he's a laughing stock. I don't see this going well for them.
1: No, uh yeah, well, I think Giuliani probably shed a lot of his bipartisan appeal over the last you know decade and a half certainly but yeah this is just going to do him in with anyone else who was you know never trump or when, within the republican orbit but still not willing to go so far as to get on board with uh, the trump program but yeah he's making himself look ridiculous and probably doing trump a lot of
2: harm honestly yeah, yeah I've, I've really liked the idea of the dignity rate, that it seems very, very fitting, and, yeah, everybody who who comes close to him suffers immeasurably.
0: He has a wonderful, like, fully fleshed-out dignity rate theory and, and all sorts of stuff. I really recommend reading through it if uh, our listeners or either of you have not. He's He's got probably, you know, 100 pages in about a thing by now.
2: Mm -hmm. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, Cohen, on the other end of that spectrum, seems to be getting screwed by the president. The president uh, went through various things, you know, to kind of buck his spirits up and then threw him under the bus some more. He gets some bad news and some good news this week. It was initially reported that the feds had uh, tapped his phones for at least a couple weeks before the search warrant had gone up. Uh, NBC later walked back that claim. It was just... uh, I guess just metadata: who called in, who called out, how long the calls were, but not actually recordings.
2: Oh, okay, cool. I hadn't seen that update. That's good to know.
0: That uh, that dovetails a little bit with uh, one of the things that was in the minority report uh, that Chris talked about. I can't remember if it was last week or the week before. Uh, was that there were uh, two calls that had come in that were suspicious. And another call in the middle of uh certain call logs that they were looking at that was blocked and the republican majority decided not to subpoena records for what that block number was uh it leads me to think that more chicanery like this could be a foot um I, i'd have felt safer with actual wiretap i guess but i i suppose i understand why that's a little hard to
2: Yeah, I mean, wiretaps would always be
0: nice. Yeah. That, uh, I guess I was I was fishing for you, Dan, a little bit there.
2: Uh, I'm sorry.
0: It's okay. Is there a difference in, like, legal evidence that they need to get one of these call logs versus what they need to get a natural wiretap? I
1: was going to say, what the call logs, I think that's been made dramatically easier, at least in... I want to say a lot of that was in the late aughts that those were pretty cleared up that it's not really the same kind of probable cause that you need to get the data for a wiretap You know, where you're actually under the belief that you're going to catch evidence of a crime and that's why you're doing a recording and that's what you do for a wiretap. I don't have the specific thresholds for what you need to collect the metadata but i believe it's significantly lower so it's a little bit less trouble i would say for cohen and for trump but you know the fact that they're looking at them this closely and cohen i think clearly they see as uh, someone who has been engaging in some kind of criminality that's kind of why they're following up on him you know but yeah, it's clearly not at the same level of certainty that they would need for
2: a wiretap. Yeah, I want to say it is definitely, I think it's like the reasonable suspicion or some like, yeah, it's it's definitely not much from what I recall. Right, I mean, the gates were open up, you know, they were looking for terrorism back in the late aughts. So yeah, well, I mean, and all of the, you know, the NSA collection of metadata already occurs, so right. It, yeah, it's not too hard to file for that, especially as a government agency.
0: It makes me feel so old-timey and sophisticated when we call it the odds.
2: It was back, a decade. Back in the old days. Yeah.
0: We're, we're
1: nearly <laughs> through the decade that followed it, so yeah.
0: <laughs> I uh, I went through like my entire life thinking of 2000 as being something that symbolized futurism. But no. Now it's just not true. Going to have a lot of adjusting to do on that.
1: Yeah, more, more than half your life is after it. So, yeah. yeah, think about that.
0: <laughs> the other uh, big national story that happened this week was uh, Trump went to the NRA convention, and it was a doozy. Uh, I believe it's actually still going on, technically. Uh, the NRA convention usually lasts a whole weekend. But Trump was a featured guest. He said a lot of things that pissed off a lot of people french aren't mad he kind of mocked them uh, so if they had gun owners and all those terrorist attacks wouldn't have happened kind of ignores the fact that we have plenty of terrorist attacks here and plenty of guns uh anyway a lot of the crazy shit he said can be broken down into i think kind of three categories one is trump contradicting trump which is probably my favorite on there uh but if you look i linked a list of 40 things from cnn And a lot of them fall into that category. Uh, Here's the quote. Your Second Amendment rights are under siege, but they will never, ever be under siege as long as I'm your president. Uh, Mm All right. Yeah. These are real patriots. They really are. They don't get that kind of adulation, but really they do. And we know that. Another example of Trump contradicting Trump. Probably my favorite. The other one, uh, the other main category that I see in here is uh, Trump being honest, uh, specifically about kind of himself uh he, he talks about his decision making process you know i heard it was about 19 years i said wait a minute the beginning of the century sounds better so i say the beginning of the century and it ties into the hops thing we were talking about
1: jesus yeah
0: um he he has annoyed our european allies he annoyed probably several people by making pantomime gestures of the terrorist he you know did that famously with a disabled reporter once which should have cost him the election but I digress um, it was it was red meat for the base through and through at the NRA he uh, spouted off about how if they ban any sorts of guns they're gonna have to ban cars and trucks uh, he talked a bit about how much uh, stabbing London has seen completely ignoring the fact that stab wounds are significantly less fatal than gun wounds uh, he expressed regret for the midterms. We have to do them, he said. But um, oh,
1: oh, that's comforting.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously, these midterms—we have to do them. If we have
2: to, geez. It's, it's good that he acknowledges the obligation of holding elections. Still, treasure yeah. this moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs> referring Remember, to it
2: goes away. Yeah,
0: referring to immigration laws passed before he came into office. He said, "We have laws that were written by people who truly could not love our country. Uh, the could not, not just that they don't love our country, but they could not love our country." I think is uh, a little bit of a dog whistles towards his long-held birtherism about Obama. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Uh He also said, "98% of mass shootings happen in places where guns are banned." That is not even remotely true, not even supposed to being true. <laughs>
1: Uh, I I, I mean forget Jake it's Trump town I
0: I could be forgiven for maybe somebody not knowing that but I literally spent three years of my life cataloging every one of these things into a spreadsheet that's not even close to being true Uh, hell I bet you you can't even find 98 a year that happened in gun free zones let alone 98% most of them happen in, in streets public rights of way and then homes are the second big one Domestic violence incidents. Um, now he did say some things that the NRA does not kind of like. He did kind of uh, float tightening up uh, standards on the the next test to more comprehensively cover mental health, and got applause for that line, which is not something I think the NRA would be happy to hear. But you know, strange bedfellows and all that. It was kind of a clusterfuck um he also bragged about the crab size and uh said it was a record <laughs> by the way now if you were here it was probably com- not it was not <laughs> it wasn't <laughs> yeah
2: of course not yeah yeah um, so i'm that, curious brock um like, what kind of poll do you think trump has with the nra president like I mean, typically they've gotten, you know, really no pushback from Republicans. But Trump is suggesting a couple of things that they're not super big fans of. Do you think that that has any pull at all or
0: is it just? I think it has some sort of pull in that Trump recognizes he has to keep at least the majority of the Republican caucus together. Uh, He's not as popular with independents as, you know, some of the right seem to think he is uh and so he does want to do that you'll notice he doesn't go too far out of bounds when everything first happened with uh, Marjorie stonebin he was on board completely on board with gun confiscation uh like no court hearing needed police can just show up and take the guns he was on board with like an assault weapons ban and then he walked it back after the Republican party kind of blew up in mass. So yeah, I don't, he
2: was like further left on the issue than I was at that point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, he went pretty far out there and it does reflect things he has said about guns in the past. Uh, he was in favor of the assault weapons ban in the nineties. Um, I think he's playing at being a Republican. I think he's a bigot. I think he's a horrible person, but I don't think he actually like looks at the world through a conservative lens. And that trips him up because he's relying on a conservative uh, coalition, basically. And so he's going to push the edges. But at the end of the day, he does kind of have to conform to at least the majority of points that a standard Republican was.
2: That is interesting to think about that, like, politically, he's a Democrat, but he's just so misogynistic and racist that he's become a conservative kind of de facto.
0: Yeah, basically.
2: Well, I'm not sure he's a guy who has any really core beliefs at all. He's just
1: kind of saying what he thinks is going to make people happy at the moment. And that's fair too. In the aftermath of uh, Stoneman, then sure, that was going to be noises about gun control. But as soon as he hears from some constituency that he depends on that. You know whether it's you know taking guns uh, in certain circumstances, whether it's people that are convicted of certain crimes or domestic violence or things like that. If suddenly that's a problem for people he depends on, you know, he immediately reverses course. I mean, he doesn't really dig in when when it comes down to these.
0: He is very much all talk, and that's yeah. true in the business world, that's true in the political world. He he still is not. Really secured a major win. There was tax reform, which is looking worse and worse for the Republicans as time goes on unlike uh, The Affordable Care Act. It's grown progressively more popular or more unpopular as time has gone on um, right He, he got Gorsuch and aside from that, what did he get that? half-assed appeal of Obamacare that his own secretary Tom Price who is ridiculously opposed to the Affordable Care Act is saying is raising premiums. He, he got that through. You no, know, good for him. I guess it's really the only he's, other
1: accomplishment. He's we, deporting a lot of foreigners. <laughs> he is doing that, making things difficult for people who you know, we were either legally here or you know, had some shield. So, <laughs> he's I guess is an accomplishment.
2: Yeah. Well, and I think raising premiums is an accomplishment as well. I mean. Uh, it's frustrating people right now, but that's also part of the point. Like, right, it's to you know just a nickel and dime it until it's unwieldy and everybody hates it, and we have to get rid of it. Right.
0: But I mean, what are we getting rid of it for? Not nothing, because HSAs
2: probably. Yeah, exactly. HSAs are the. Buff- Way to fuck the worker these days. I just I don't think they're that popular, but yeah, that's the way to do it. <laughs> well, I mean, not popular from the worker standpoint. <laughs> they save an awful lot of money. Yeah.
0: I just, I, I kind of don't see that working. I'm not necessarily nope. sold that somebody's going to have to do it in a completely like national healthcare style system or Medicare for all, but something has to be done. Nothing is not a viable solution. Uh, And I I think even their voters Know that
2: Maybe Maybe, yeah I mean, so as long as They still don't understand that the Affordable Care Act and Obamacare are the same Thing, I think it's Hard to make the case that they're Going to realize Something about a complex issue
0: I I never understood Why Republicans went so tooth and Nail against it, they could (laughs) have They could have spun the Affordable Care Act as a win, like it, it. was the it was largely based on the Heritage Foundation's response to the 1994 Hillary Care push. It ticks all the Republicans' big buttons. Maintains the private market by having a employer-based system that encourages work. It, it is a free market solution to a problem that they at least at one point acknowledged existed. They could have spun that as a huge win and Obama, you know, backing off of the Democrats' campaign promise, and yet they didn't. I don't, I don't get that. Take an easy victory instead of a a Pyrrhic defeat that takes 20 years.
2: I mean, I feel like they didn't really have to, though. Like, I mean, they took a Pyrrhic defeat, but like they stopped the Obama administration from doing anything past that point and drug every single thing through the mud and and got a fair amount of concessions during the process of the ACA vote anyway like they they tarnished his victory so much that the administration never recovered and like that was way more than victory enough Sure. And they stopped yeah. any right. further expansions that the Obama administration or further administrations could have worked on. Like they've they've crushed all of the movement forward that that bill was supposed to have I don't, after passed. Well, not just
1: not just that, but you know, fixing it, making it work the way it was supposed to. I mean, yeah, exactly tweaked and modified throughout and because there's been staunch opposition to anything you know relating to the affordable care act uh yeah no bill can get passed that does anything to modify you know what's within the affordable care act i mean uh susan collins and lisa murkowski have been uh staking their you know current careers on uh getting you know modified modifications and tweaks to the ACA but they can't get anything up for a vote
0: well we will continue to follow that I'm sure we have a, a fairly big local section this week but I still think we're going to get out pretty early here uh Dan I'm hoping you can weigh in on a little bit of law wonkery that I am uh been following along for a while, and it's worked its way all the way up to the Oregon Supreme Court. Um, and it basically is about water access, right? It's not in the sense of drinking water, but Oregon, like most states, in fact, I, I think I can go out on a limb and say all states, guarantees public access to navigable waterways. generally uh, held to be things that shipping can happen on voting. Um, In this case, Lake Oswego, which is a a fairly swanky uh, suburb just south of Portland, uh, is named after a lake in the center of the city. It's quite large. It has uh, over 700 residents in it uh, on lakefront property or given access through easements for next-to-lake property. Uh, And these residents all pay a due, and they consider the lake to be private property. Uh, under the control of Lake Oswego Corporation, which is a nonprofit the city set up to manage. Um, but they have challenged, they have been challenged by a couple of residents of Lake Oswego who want to kayak and swim in the lake. The city even has lake access through a park, but does not allow anybody to enter the lake through there. Um, the, the circuit court and the court of appeals have both ruled against the people seeking access to the 405 acre lake um, I this is a fucked up situation but part of me thinks that the Supreme Court will side with them as well Lake Oswego does not open to you know, the Willamette River or uh, the Columbia I don't believe it would be navigable under under the law um, you know, I don't know if there's a gold fringe flag if we have to take into account Admiralty Law <laughs> But, but yeah
2: crap. uh i unfortunately you're
1: you're asking the wrong lawyer i know next to nothing about water rights but uh a, at least as far as the definition of navigable water yeah i mean i think more in terms of rivers canals that's you know i i really wouldn't know where to begin on that unfortunately
2: i mean i figure. you're that the easy point of attack for the lawyers there is, it's not about navigable waters, it's about access to a public park. This city has a park property, um, and members of the public are not allowed access to it.
0: They're allowed access to the park, they just cannot enter the water. Can't have those dirty poor people on a nice fancy lake.
2: Hmm. But if they can get to the waterfront, yeah. And then that's public land touching the water which then makes that water public I thought
0: You Isn't that how
2: so. uh, most oceanfront access works
0: Yeah but oceanfront if, if, if is generally different a lot of a lot of states including Hawaii Oregon and California actually in their state constitutions provide uh, provide for public access to beaches, the area covered oh, by okay. right, covered by water gotcha. under high tide and exposed at low tide. Uh, that generally doesn't apply to like freshwater bodies and the like
2: oh I see I see.
1: Yeah. Yeah and I think I think you're probably using the right analogy there that you know this is a lake. It's again like you've described, it's owned by the corporation. So they're asserting I guess asserting their control over it as a quasi-private good I mean it's still a publicly owned corporation it belongs to the city of Lake Oswego but yeah it's just a bizarre case I, yeah. I'm a little perplexed by and how that's supposed to I residents
2: can swim at the swim park which is also in the lake but, but only it's restricted to residents but and like, it only so opens residents- for
0: like two weeks.
2: Oh really? It was just oh, that that's so
0: weird. Yeah, the, the swim park. So it's is it's like open two for, weeks where uh, the pearls get to
2: touch the sacred rich people water. <laughs> yeah, and then obviously they've shattered it enough, and it has to be cleaned right. for eleven more months.
0: I I do want to correct myself. It's not two weeks. It's more like four weeks, according to the city's website. The swim park is open from mid July to mid August. So more like a month. But yeah.
2: Damn, that's still brutal.
0: Yeah. Wow. And you have to be a resident of Lake Oswego. I don't get like my ID checked when I want to go swimming out on, you know, seaside or anything. Fuck. That seems not yet. Yeah, not yet. But yeah. uh, I've been following this since it started bubbling up. I'm really, really hoping that the lake gets opened up. I would love to see that. I just With the law as it is, I don't really believe that'll happen, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean,
2: that would, of course, be the reasonable thing. So it probably will not occur. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
0: I guess the other thing we'll talk about down here on this side of Columbia is that uh, Oregon primary ballots are out. Um, And basically, it's, it's depressing a little bit. I'm used to seeing like big contested races, but in these primaries at least, most of the local offices were running unopposed. Uh, and in Multnomah, which is going to go to Democratic candidate, that means most of these elections are basically unopposed. Uh, there were a few things on there. The Republican primary, which I don't have access to, I'm a registered Democrat, is uh, apparently a three-way race among three Republicans that's getting closer than anybody thought it would be. The, the polling has been pretty much tied up for a while, but everybody thought that was just kind of an artifact that there really was a front runner. But that front runner has just recently, you know, in the last two weeks, because ballots are due next week has been, uh, starting to run ads against the other Republicans, you know, trying to actually push through this primary, which means a lot of people seem to think that he's on fairly weak footing. Um, and we could go through the uh let me pull up the actual Republican primary here. Uh or governor.
1: Yeah, is there anyone okay, looks like at least there's one uh
0: Newt Bueller. state
1: legislator.
0: He is what everybody considered to be the front runner. Uh was Newt Bueller. Right. He's a Republican from out near uh Bend. And then Uh, The other two that are getting all up in his face uh, at at this point, actually, are uh, uh, Sam Carpenter, also from Bend, who is a a businessman, and then Greg Woldridge, who is a a retired Navy pilot. Um, Carpenter, who Bueller has recently gone up on the air against, uh, has spent about a fifth of a million dollars, but uh, that's not really anything compared to Bueller's 2.3 million and he's doubled his spending so yeah. <laughs> yeah nobody expected to be that close I have to say I did not know a name of a single Republican running in this, I kind of thought that they weren't going to put up a candidate uh, that's a little bit on me but also a little bit, I don't think any Republican is advertising in the Portland media bar here I haven't seen shit, nothing in the papers, nothing on the radio, no billboards, no signs, no TV ads, nothing. The largest media market in the state. Yeah, it
2: kind of makes sense, though. I mean, it's so overwhelmingly liberal that it would be better money spent to target conservative media in that area rather than general interest media.
1: They may just not have that much money, and they're saving it for the general. Yeah. But yeah, I would think uh, you'd want to be spending more in places like Marion County if you're kind of fighting out. You know, what's the tipping point in a Republican
0: Oregon primary? On On the other hand, Portland has a majority of the city of the state's residents. Even if you assume that you know it's eighty Repub- percent or eighty percent Democrat, which is probably pretty mm-hmm. fair. That 20% of the population that's Republican is probably your largest pot of Republican primary voters in the state.
2: Oh, for sure. Which is why I say you just target conservative media in the areas, because like, true. Sure. A group like that isn't going to go through normal, you know, quote-unquote normal Portland media for their political views. They're, they're going to have their websites, magazines, you know, radio stations and the like that they listen to specifically.
0: That is true. That large make be a much more effective and easy
2: target. Yeah. Get, get
1: some Cambridge Analytica st- analytical stuff up on Facebook.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Did you see that they have disbanded? Yeah. Sort of?
1: <laughs> sort of, yeah.
0: Sort of. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how it works. I think they they sold like all their clients and all their stuff to another company that they had also organized. So, uh, you know, it might just be a fake out, but yeah.
2: Yeah. That, that sounds like a
0: fake out. Yeah. Uh, before we finish up on this, by the way, uh, Carpenter, who is one of the re, uh, the Republicans locked up in that freeway race is doing a lot to remind me of, uh, Blankenship out in West Virginia. He's had a bunch of ads come up against him, uh, basically alleging that he hasn't paid taxes for fucking ever, um, and that he has a, a bunch of liens on his property for ripping people off, uh, and he's basically just said, uh eh, fuck it, you no, know, people can decide for themselves." <laughs> I, had, uh, I was struggling for a while. I eventually paid back most of those taxes, uh, but yeah, it seems interesting that somebody like that is getting actual traction. I, I was very well. Surprised.
2: I mean, Trump did not really respond any differently. Yeah, that's the story of Republican primaries for the last you know, five, six years.
1: Well, man. How is this person getting traction?
2: <laughs> I have a half dozen indictments. I'm married to a chicken, illegally. <laughs> and I've adopted four children without anyone's consent. Vote for me.
0: Boom. Landslide. Oh, man. Uh, On the other flip side of that, the Democratic primary uh, is basically a cakewalk. Kate Brown is. She is unopposed, although there are two other names on the ballot, neither of which has reported a single cent in raised money or spending to the, the federal or not the federal state election board. Neither of mm-hmm. whom responded to any media request for platform information or to be featured in the voter guides. They're basically running campaigns just to have their name on a piece of paper that everybody gets, I guess.
2: No, it's a grand conspiracy put up by yeah. the Brown administration to make it seem like she has competition. They aren't even people, though. She didn't do a job, so they haven't <laughs> said anything. It's, it's really, really bad conspiracy. I'd expect better of a governor. Yeah. I mean,
1: are, are they for real at all? Or were they maybe trying to build up name recognition for running for, say, Portland City Council or something like that later? They,
0: they are for real in the sense that at least one of them were sure exists. Uh, they weren't able to oh, find okay. information on at the other one. At least one of them exists.
1: Yeah. Uh, but the you other one like,
0: a, like
1: an activist or something
2: like that. Trying no, to, one of know, them sp- appears oh, to be oh, a,
0: a retired widower. Being an Uh,
2: activist doesn't mean you don't exist, Dan. (laughs) No, no, I mean,
1: well, yes, but I think you're somebody who wants to run for something else because they they know they're not going to beat Kate Brown. But yeah,
0: (laughs) no, one of them, um, I I guess from the reports I was saying, one of them is like somebody old and retired and just did it for the hell of it. And the other one, I don't think they, they actually were able to find anywhere. That's why I said at least oh. one of them exist.
2: Alright. So one person probably is running on a bed. And then the other person is fictitious. That's awesome. That's good. I hope that all three make it to a debate somewhere. I, yeah, I think in
1: circumstances like that, they don't even have one. Oh, well democracy
0: democracy in action all right let's uh let's bounce up to washington then seattle's been having some issues i guess with the new tax i actually uh got an update on this on my phone of all things the other day so i know a little bit about it
1: yeah well they've been trying to push through a uh, head tax in seattle to uh you know, i guess get funding to deal with some more uh remedial measures to assist with the homeless. It's certainly a serious problem. Get more beds built. I think they want to get somewhere between 350 to 500 units put up. But what they've proposed for doing it is this uh, $75 employee head tax, basically. And uh, I guess this week, uh, Jeff Bezos, fresh after saying he's got so much money, he's got nothing to do with it but shoot it into space, uh his company uh said that they were going to cut off uh or suspending future uh growth and expansion in seattle while this uh, head tax is being debated debated so uh i would say that's being interpreted as a pretty serious threat to uh the growth of the city and uh I am not finding an article for it now, but I did get an alert that the vote at the city council had been postponed while they're dealing with it. And a couple elsewhere this week, the other thing I saw that was leading into it, uh, protests at meetings held by Shadama Sawant and Mike O'Brien, uh, both supporters of the uh, head tax uh, folks just uh, coming out, you know, right wingers coming out and saying they didn't want to see it. They were worried that Amazon was getting scared away. And so on. So it's, uh, yeah, hitting a bit of a bump in the road.
0: We've talked about this head tax before, and I, I think we all came to the conclusion that kind of weirdly structured the head tax.
1: I mean, yeah, it's what they're doing, I guess, in lieu of an income tax, really, is, you know, they're just taxing businesses on the number of people that they employ, which, again, is a little strange you know you're
0: especially with a company like amazon which is so heavily like moving into automation and what they have the the amazon stores you can go into now without a single cashier you just put everything in your backpack and leave and it knows they, what you bought yeah are they doing that anywhere but silicon valley i wasn't sure they
1: were doing it in seattle too but yeah they've been proposing that what they think yeah,
2: have they, have some a, type yeah, of yeah they have a shop
1: here oh wow in seattle. Uh, okay. i think it's
2: a it's in the U District, if I recall
1: correctly. Really, that is wild. But yeah, no employees at all. I mean, yeah, it's kind of strange to structure it that way. I mean, not. I mean, you look at the types of businesses that are out there. Microsoft, I would assume, is generating a lot more revenue per person employed than I would think Walmart is, for instance. But yeah, I honestly don't know it's a kind of a strange way to go about it but Washington is just so bizarre about taxes that uh, I think they've seen a income tax at least by the city as uh, foreclosed by by the current you know legal structure
2: well I figured that and you know corporations are pretty accustomed to dodging those kinds of taxes so this mm-hmm. you know set up as kind of oh, like almost a fee in in regards you know might change the tactics that amazon might be able to use to dodge it you know leading to a corporation actually having to pay money rather than just claiming income someplace else so it's not taxable
0: right it's uh the one in seattle by the way is at blanchard and seven
2: Hmm. okay i
0: have no
2: idea where that that is is.
0: It's uh, a little south of Denny Park, downtown.
1: Oh, oh okay. That's that's really downtown. Yeah, yeah so, very
2: down. Oh, it's like right. It's probably pretty close to the balls
0: then. Yeah, actually it, it is. The The Amazon balls. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, there are no other balls. <laughs> oh, yeah, right there. <laughs>
0: If you ever do want to go check it out, like uh, I hear it's a fun experience, and Amazon does not care if you shoplift. They are like really, really sure in their technology to the point where if you get out with something, uh, they're they're like just just roll with it, man. It's yours. They're,
2: I don't believe that they'll know. They'll like have my account pulled up. They'll fucking screw with my prime accounts on how well it's, <laughs> me. it's amazon man yeah but it, it is that committed to the job yeah, i'd have to like pay, pay you know, somebody Luke's without funny. an amazon prime account to go do it <laughs> you, ha-
0: you have to be associated with an amazon account you, you scan your phone on the way in and then they have like literally hundreds of cameras and sensors and like you know weight uh sensing stuff and all the shelves. And they, they track you and it's apparently pretty good. Linus Tech Tips, who is a great YouTube channel, has a great video of him going in and intentionally trying to screw it up as much as he can. And he never actually ends up doing it, but after he gets out, he goes into the app and uh, says he didn't buy something that they said he bought and it just refunded him, no questions asked and whatnot. Yeah, they're they're pretty wow. Yeah, they're they're pretty encouraging of that. So if you do, JJ, want to try your hand at being a criminal mastermind Head down to the Amazon Go market and see if you can steal something from it without it knowing. Do the whole
2: Indiana Jones thing, like figure yeah. out the weight of things, switching yeah. it before the sensors notice everything. That would be pretty hilarious.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess that just about wraps it up for us. Uh, short week this week, which is good. I'm dealing with some like family stuff and whatnot. Sure. So, uh, yeah, I think we'll just call it here.